Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Spence, the Burning Cult. First produced on Jan- June the 17th, 1942. Cracking at scent, flames crack on the fireplace, glass set down on the table behind, cross. Ah, a glass of sherry by the fireside on a, a beautiful suburban home. What could it be more comforting? You're an admirable host, Mr. Bespard. If really a shame our first meeting is under such a cloud, so, so shame, I have so little time to tell you which one of our guests here Drinks. Glass set down on the table again. Cross murdered your uncle last night week. Guess act react with cross so so sternation. Cross now let's see now. I believe we're all here. Your wife, your friend, Mr Stevens, Captain Bainerman. Well, yes, sir, and actually yourself. Just who did you say you were? Cross, well, no wonder you have such difficulty with your case. Captain, my name is Cross. Renard Cross, the writer. As a matter of fact, it's because of my just completed book, Poisoning from the Ages, I happen to be here now. Ted Stevens here happens to be a member, firm which publishes my work. Never seen him till tonight, but I've been told that it happened. This afternoon, again reading my manuscript for the first time, the train, the commuter train, which every afternoon deposits him safely and soundly here, Caspin. Commuter train rumbles along. Plus, I imagined he was halfway home by the time he finished the first chapter. He turned a page. Page turns. Attached to the following belief was a picture. And looking at it, the young man stiffened suddenly, and all that but cried out his, his shock. It was a picture of a young woman. Under it had been printed famous poisoner, Marie Dubourbury, 1676. Ted Stevens was looking at a picture of his own wife. Commuter train rumbles along across. Imagine his 25-year-old wife at 17... Century costume, the face, the features, even the wistfulness of expression were identical. Even the name, de Wilbury, was his wife's maiden name. But no, no, that was ridiculous. If one of his pictures well, well, he found, were his ancestors. Yes, that was it. That was it. Simply amazing family resemblance. Marie would be waiting for him, stationed. He'd have to tell her all about it. He wondered why, however, you never told him about. Ha, well, but you don't discuss such an ancestor, do you? Ted Stevens glanced down at a chapter of which the picture had been attached. 
is entitled The Affairs of the Non Dead Woman. Commuter train rumbles along. Willem, hello, Ted. Of course, Stevens has almost jolted, jolted from his seat. Dr. Wilden, professor of English at the college, an old friend of his. Most of the papers cross. Quickly, he thrust the picture beneath the manuscript and moved over. Stevens, hi. I don't, didn't see you, Doc. Oh, there. Here, have a seat. Wilden, oh, I thought maybe you were giving me the, what do you call it? The brush off. Do you know? No. Oh, no. I say, as a matter of fact, Doc, you're the one man I do want to see. Wouldn't, yeah, very flattering. Seems remember those discussions we used to have about murders? Wouldn't, huh, better than bridge any time. Please, well, I've got an idea. Uh, you made sort of a hobby out of the long cases. Historical ones, wouldn't? Well, I studied quite a number of them, yes. Seems ever heard a woman named Marie D'Aubrey? Train slows and patrols t- are stopped behind. When Madame Marie de Aubrey. Marie de Aubrey. Oh, yes. That was a name, name, of course. One of the finest species of arsenic poisoning you could ever hope to find. Oh, almost. Our station. Hey, let's get to the door. Yes, a real charmer, Marie was. Just must have been of half a dozen hundred. Half of a hundred husbands, lovers, suitors, just plain friends, for she was caught. So he was, oh, what happened to her, Doc? Bernard, she was beheaded and burned. Train door bangs open loudly, punk. Conductor. Crispin! Cross. Ah, absurd, laughable. Ted Stevens kept saying this to himself. And yet, what he, what he knew was a foolish dread followed him straight through his small suburban station, clung to him as he reached the station, and there in the roadster was Marie leaning toward him a little to hold the door open and smiling at him. Marie, oh, Ted, what on earth are you staring at? Seeing a street light shining on your hair. I like that. Marie, oh, you're tight. You're tight. Come on, get in the car. Car door shuts, engine rivers, revs and drives off. Cross, then, like a wisp of smoke, was gone. Most ridiculous fear, the delusion. Fires crack on the fireside, cross. When at home, Marie brought the cocktails into the living room. Logs were burning brightly in the fireplace, throwing a soft, glancing glow upon a room that was darkening with dusk. Stephen, to you, Marie. Free and to you, dear. Glasses clink, they drink. Glasses set down. Cross, as Stevens placed his glass down, he noticed the manuscript, my book, it was there on the table. Right, we placed it when we first came in. Cross deliberately turned from it, and he turned back. The manuscript had been moved, only an inch or so, but it had been moved, keeping his back to his wife. He found through the early chapter, discovered, just as he knew he would, that the photograph was gone. Cross for him, a long moment he thought of what to do, and slowly he turned around. Stephen, this book by Cross I brought home. Really, yes? Stephen, there was a story of poison in it. Rather funny, her name happens to be the same as yours. Or your maiden name, that is. Marie, oh, that is odd, isn't it? 
Stephen's darling. Was she a relative of yours? Marie, why, Fred, are you serious? Stephen's in a way, yes. Oh, I don't mean it's really important. It's just that, well, when you run it, because the person who was a dead wing of your wife, who lived 300 years ago, that was a top flight person, poisoner. Well, you'd like to hear about it. That's all. Marie, what on earth are you talking about? Even darling, be honest with me. Don't you look, didn't you look at this manuscript when I was out of the room? Marie, no. Stevens, you didn't take out the picture of poisoner named Marie de Aubrey? Marie, I most certainly did not. Oh, Ted, what is it all this all about? What are you getting at? Stevens, just this. Somebody took that picture out of the manuscript since I've been home. Knock at the front door, Stevens, now. Who's that? Well, I'll take a, well, I'll take a look. Afraid, moving off, I'm afraid. I don't feel like. Why, it's Mark Dispard. Marie. Bart? Ted? Wait a second. It seems yes. Marie, Ted, whatever he, it is he wants, promise you won't, you won't, you won't do it. Do you promise? I won't do what? Marie, I mean, promise that you won't get yourself involved. Please, Ted, don't go out tonight. Do you say what? What in the world is? Open door, door, front door. See, well, so, anyway, you can't let him stay outside. See, even footsteps the front door, which opens. See, he's Mark. Are you, how are you coming in? Disbarred, thanks, Ted. But there's footsteps in, door closes. See, just thinking about giving you a call later. Marie, oh, let me have your hat. Disbarred, oh, thanks. Marie, I hope you excuse me for popping in like this. But, well, I wanted to talk to Ted. It's rather important. Marie, well, I don't mind at all. Stevens, come on, Mark. They step into the library. Do you mind, dear? Marie, of course not, Ted. I'll be making the sandwiches for us. Marie footsteps away. Stevens, well, grab the chair in the corner, Mark. Library door closes. Stevens, well, let's hear it. What's the trouble? This bad. Ted, my uncle Miles was murdered. Stephen murdered? Despard on a t- oh, the talk hasn't reached you yet. It's already started nothing definite, of course. Just there was something wrong with about Uncle Miles' death. Stephen's but I don't mark, are you sure of this? Do, do you know he's murdered? Despard, I don't know, of course. I don't. Just don't see how it could be any other way. Uncle Miles, you know, was sick for quite a while, but last, but last Saturday he seemed so much better. And Miss Corbett, that was his nurse, decided to take the day off. And well, we know all of this. You and Marie were over the afternoon anyway. Lucy and I went to the club that night to that masquerade party. We left the old boys completely alone. I cursed myself for a thousand times since. Seems. What about your housekeeper, Miss? Uh, what's her name? Henderson. Wasn't she around? This barred. Oh, sure. In that little house out in the back, he told her to look in now and again. Then, but, well, that wasn't good enough. It was after midnight when Lucy and I got back. Uncle Miles was dying. Sister, music. This barred Ted. He looked exactly like one of his regular attacks. But later, they'd gone and happened to glance on the chest of drawers in his room. The small silver cup there. Under there, almost drained, and Uncle Mars' cat. The cat was still warm, but quite.
dead. So he was old. This bird had managed to get the cat out of the house and buried it. Buried without anyone seeing it me. Next day I had the contents of the cup analyzed. Stevens it's poison. Disbarred, yes, arsenic. Please, well, what do you want me to do? Disbarred, help me open the crypt. Stevens, what? Disbarred, I want to have a private autopsy performed. Help me get Uncle Mar's body out of the vault. Of that vault. I know it's a tough job. Thing is still solid, but we can do it. Stevens, you mean about the police knowing about it? Disbarred about anybody knowing about it, Mr. Henderson, visiting her sister, I managed to send Lucy over to the club. Steve, you must be crazy, playing with dynamite, Mark. This is something you've got to tell the police, isn't it? Now, disbarred, I can't take the chance. Steve, but you have to know sometime. We're only delaying the disbarred, I've got to know first. I tell you, you don't understand, Ted. There's somebody in Uncle Mayo's bedroom that night. Handing him something, a silver cup. Miss Henderson was on the porch by the window. She saw her. Stephen, she saw her. Disbarged Ted, she thinks it was my wife. Stephen's? Oh, Lucy? Disbarred, it doesn't mean anything to Mrs. Henderson yet, because he doesn't suspect anything. But, well, Ted, you've got to see why. I've got to be sure. Why I've got to know how Uncle Miles died. Because it wasn't Lucy Ted. I don't, I know it wasn't. Steve's, of course not, Mark. She had an alibi. Well, she was with you at the club, wasn't she? Despard, yes. Except for half an hour. Steve's, I seen. Despard, you will help me, won't you, Ted? Steve's, when do you restart? Despard, as soon as you can make it. Steve's, okay. Lobby door opens. Steve's, come on now. I'll get your hat. You trod on the head. I'll come, I'll come over as soon as I see Marie. Disbarred. You're not going to tell her about this. Steve's, why? Of course not. I think of something. Don't worry about that. Disbarred. Thanks, Steve Ted. Thanks a lot. Before footsteps away, library door closes. Stevens? Marie? Disbarred. I'm coming. Steve's, I'm donning. Mark asked me to, uh, re. I know, Ted. Here, you better take these sandwiches with you. You'll be hungry. Seems, but you knew I was going out. Re, yes, I knew. Davis, you listen to us? Re, I couldn't help it, Ted. I had an idea that Mark, what Mark was, visit was about, talk about his uncle's death. There's a lot of gossip about it in the village. That's why I tried to tell you why I didn't want you to get mixed up in it. But it's too late now, isn't it? I mean, you're going, I can tell by the way you look. Ted, wait a second. There's just one thing I want to tell you before you leave. There's no matter what happens, no matter what you find or think or believe. I love you. You remember that, won't you? Dears, I remember you. Said, I remember you said so, Marie. Because by the light of the dim chromosome lantern, Mark and Ted Stevens crowded away through the thick slab of rock and covered the despair's ancestral tomb, pried open a great slab of stone, if I be across the subterranean door, and then at last descended to the dank, ink-black chamber. They found the coffin. The men grunt and groan with effort, 
the direct coffin place of stone floor echo voices of effects to it do the tomb scene course they dragged him from its crypt and placed it on a cold stone floor coffin end and clamped and opened course they unclamped the lid and opened it Stephen's mark is empty Despard, that's impossible, it can't be. Stephen, but it is, Mark. Despard, you, you know what this means? Body was in this coffin, when it was placed here, and asked where it was. When time that coffin was closed, on my uncle Mars, somebody, the undercoat, but take on mostly on me, somebody was with it, till it was buried, and the crypt was sealed right after. Do you know somebody beat us to it? Somebody... The bugging in here is ahead of us. Despite Lucan in, listen, Ted. Lucan hardly left the house since the funeral. You think anyone could break in here? Right through of stone and cement without seeing our seeing them, without our hearing them? Seems well. Despard, well what? Brendan, well, you might as well come on out then. Despard, what? Who is that? Brendan, Miss me Despard up here. Even as far take a few steps that's toward Brendan. Brendan, my name's Captain Brendan. I'm from the office, Commissioner of Police. Despard, from the Brownard. Like to talk to you, don't mind, Mr. Pard. Here, follow my flesh right up. Even as far footsteps to Brendan through. But smart, but I don't say. How did you, how do you know about this? Brendan, by our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Listening mainly. But do you mind if you go to your house, Mr. Stubstard? Stubstard. Why, no, not at all. Brendan, I'm thinking. Oh, Freddy. Their footsteps to house doing Despard. Look here, Sandton, Bernard. Brendan, 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 Brendan. Hey, Fred, this is Mr. Bessard. Lieutenant Gray, Gray. Glad to know you, Mr. Bessard. Brendan, and Mr. Uh, Ted Stevens, isn't it? Steve, why? How do you do? How do you know my name? Brendan, very simple. Got the names of everybody who was here in the, at Despard's. The day the old men died. You and the wife included. Oh, here we are. Footsteps out. Despard, but don't... But I don't... Captain, who gave you those names? Brendan. Why, your housekeeper, of course. Brendan, house door open. Despard, house door opens. Despard, Mrs. Henderson. Brendan. You don't think Mrs. Henderson saw the dead cat, did you? Miss Bernard. 
Bitterheart, but she did. She also saw you burying it. We've been insisted in case ever since. Dodd house closes. Brendan, how where is the place you have here, Mr. Bitterheart? Well, let's see. According to Mrs. Henson, your wife was wearing some kind of masquerade costume at night. What kind of thing was it? Disbarred. Well, it was, uh, well, you could see it. Copy from the dress in that old painting over there. Yeah, Brendan, oh, yes. Mm, funny. Where's a woman's face? Disbarred. It's always been that way. As long as I can remember, somebody must have thrown acid on it or something. Can't blame him much. She was a poisoner. Stevens, a poisoner? This part, yes, the story goes. Of one of my I, I ancestors responsible for her execution. Manda Aubrey was her name. Her name was. Bernardo, yes, I read about her. Learned all about her poison tricks from her. One of her lovers, Guy, by the name of Gaston de Crooks. Stevens, Gaston de Stevens? Bernardo, ah, uh, yes, Mr. Stevens. We cops read now and then. Stephen, but did you say Gnaud Steve Crox? Bernard Brandon, that's French. They call it cross. Ah, absolutely no limit to Cox education, is it? Is there? <laughs> but get back to your wife, Mr. Spard. She was dressed like the tremendous famous Marie, and Mrs. Henderson looked through the window. Spard, just a minute, Captain Mrs. Henderson. Can't prove she saw a thing, you know it. Brendan, what do you mean? Despard, I mean you haven't any right to insinuate. Insinuate my wife was in that room. Brendan, well, you're insinuating. I'm trying to say to Mrs. Hendon, after thinking over, realised she was tricked by the costume. Well, when she saw in the funny costume clothes, handing the coffee cup of poison to her uncle wasn't your wife at all. Despard, what? Brendan, your wife, because your wife is a usually tall young woman, and the one that Mrs. Hendon saw fully half head shorter. More on the, order, on the order, let's say, of Miss Stevens' wife. Stevens, my wife? This bird, Captain, is absolutely ridiculous. Bernard, well, I don't know. Why, what's the matter, Mr. Stevens? You're trembling like a leaf. Tell me now. Just for fun, where was Mrs. Stevens that night? Stevens, she was home with me. Brandon, mowed the whole evening. Stevens, certainly. Brendan, she retired early. Stevens, yes, we both did. Brendan, you were, I suppose, was sound asleep by midnight. Stevens, yes, I was. Brendan, then how do you know where your wife was? Stevens, take that, well, I. Brendan, now look here, Stevens. She had to have a costume that would match Miss Bernard's. How did she manage that? When she did, where did she get it? Well, she never had one. She never had a dress like that. Brennan, then what about a motive? Why did she poison him? Stevens, I don't know. Brennan, not for money, certainly. Then what was it? Hate? Did she hate Mrs. Miles' bard? Stevens, yes, yes, she. Says bard, Ted. Stevens, no. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, I tell you. Grey, Brendan? Brendan, yes, Freddy. I phoned to get hold of Mr. Bard's nurse all night. But Mrs. Stevens can't reach her. Her phone won't answer. Brendan, now came. Have her picked up. Stevens, I'm going home. Brendan, Stevens, come back in. Stevens, I'm going to get my wife. 
Deep running footsteps away. Gray, you want me to stop him, Brendan? Brendan, no, let's get him, let's go and go. Stephen running footsteps at the front door, which opens. His footsteps through the house behind. Stephen, Marie. No answer. Marie, where are you? It's Ted. Marie, what have you done, Marie? Dot short at sight of Cross. Oh. Cross. Oh, good evening. Stevens. Oh, who are you? Cross. I. My name is Cross. Gernard Cross. Who's Cross? You're. Where's my wife? What have you done to her? Cross laughs. Stevens, you're a fiend. What have you done to my wife? Cross, why nothing at all, young man? Here. Here, sit down. Stevens. You're lying. Something happened to her. The police just phoned. There wasn't an answer. Where were you? Why are you here? Cross, why am I here? <laughs> why, because your wife's reading my chapter to the on the Delandies. Realize I knew more about the family than, than she did. Because she found my phone number and the phone covered the manuscript. And because I have no sexual case, I hear hear one heard one does that answer your question do you know do you know you know it doesn't can you see you've got to got to know whether because whether yes i see whether your wife said read Aubrey, burnt down by the order of friday tribunal for all the mayors and cases burning court of france witchcraft black magic a world across the threshold you're going. You're quite sure, no doubt. Also, I am going to to Crooks, the first wounder. No, no, my boy. My my real name happens to be, of all things, Tom Simpson, most suitable for a distinguished writing career. Read or read. No more wife's real name, and mine is Caroline Godion Cross. Cross what? Cross your steam wife has adopted child, Mister Stevens. Doctor person in. Kind of named Aubrey, remote members of the real family poisoners. Stevens, I can't believe it. Why didn't she tell me? Because why? Because until I told her half an hour ago, she didn't know it itself. You see, the course of my search on the family found out about it. And over the course of talking to about your wife, found out something else. How for years she haunted by the fear she might be poisoned by inheritance, by blood. You can see, can't you? Why she never talked about it? A path to you. Stevens realises, yes, yes. Cross and yet, Stevens, you had all made her forget that past. You, that's why she's willing to lie, still picture, do anything in order to hold you, to hold on, hold you to her. Stevens, yeah, relieved, yes, yes, I see that now. Cross, you know, young man, I rather think she loves you. But as you ever see, though, she only meet, uh, comes only when I call her. Uh, Mr. Stevens calls her, Mr. Stevens. Open door opens. Do you mean yes? You mean yes? Marie, yes, Mr. Cross. Stevens, Marie, it's you. Are you all right? Marie, oh, yes, yes, dear. We're both all right now. Nothing can change it ever. Marie, Stevens, Lee, listen. Really, don't say Marie, dear. Say Maggie. Say who's Maggie? Marie, well, that's my name, my real name. Maggie McTavish. It's a lovely name. 
dear, most beautiful, gorgeous. Do you, Donnie? Donnie, please, you understand, please. You think you had something to do with Marie's death? Well, death. Marie, they think I did. Because, oh, now we see Can we go back to Dustbrows? Don't you think you'd better tell me something? Everything that you said and done, of date, having just saved your wife's soul from the burning court. Now I rest her body for the let. Now I rest her body for the electric chair. Cross exhales the satisfaction. Yes, Mister Dustbrows, truly excellent, Sherry. Don't you think so, Miss Corbett? Corbett's somewhat taken aback. Yes, it's very nice. Close set on the table. Cross. Well, that's. Gentlemen, Lindgren, is how I happen to be here. So let us consider first the supernatural hocus pocus in the correct. That body that walked out of the still tomb. That body that never was in the tomb. That part never was in the tomb. But no, Mrs. Bard. But I knew that very soon Mrs. Henderson's story would bring about investigation. Had to get rid of the well-known corpus deposi. This part, yes, but how could crack the, crack the body out of the of the tomb. At the tomb. Because who, Mr. Spard? Why you, sir? Guess at with consideration. This bard chuckles nervously. Damn it, I don't understand. Well, well, it's very simple. You had an opportunity. Believe you said yourself you were alone. The body for the burial. You had the strength. I dare say you carried it down the furnace. Where you now probably nothing but ashes. Bernard, ridiculous. Why would he spend an hour smashing into a crypt for a body he knew wasn't there? Cross why, Captain? To impress Mr. Stevens, or his witness, also apparently you. Lucy, oh, it's perfectly fantastic. Perfectly fantastic. That's part fantastic. <laughs> no, Lucy, just cosmic. I suppose, Mr. Cross, I also put a woman on a woman's masquerade costume, went to my uncle's room and handed him a nice cup of arsenic. Twas no, it had to be done by woman, or copious, as a matter of fact. Oh, come, come, you mustn't all look at Mr. Debard. Because Mark Despard's one no wet, frantic effort to prevent his wife being charged with crime. Crime he and his nurse Marie Corbett committed. Stephen Marie Corbett? Corbett, why you? Yes, yes, sir. Miss Stevens? Miss Stevens is quite a little lady beside me. Correct, but why would it do such a thing? Correct, but why would it do such a thing? Cross money, Miss Corbett. Cut out a mark, a mark despair's inheritance. Payments of service rendered. First word, it's an absolute lie, Cross. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, Kedemnar never bothered to check Mrs. Corbett's whereabouts. Night the murder. Why you would think the, the nurse is custodian old man's health? Corbett, you're crazy, you're crazy. Cross, yet... Who but a nurse could be so naturally offered the old man a cup? A cup who's sure can, sure contain medicine. Correct, you kept making it up. Whole thing, just making it up. That's all. Cross, but, but, and who but Mrs. Corbett, living right here in his mouse, would know what kind of masquerade dress you must copy? Who would then? Who would, when Mrs. Henderson would pass the window? At night, pass the sea at the scepter. He hoped for Lucy to spard. Correct, no, that's not true. 
So I drove all weps across. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'll tell you, weeps in control, even. But ah, yes, Miss Corbett. Yes, Miss Corbett. That dress was a touch that well wrecked you. That was your idea, own idea, wasn't it? Not Marx. You wasn't content with me and murderers. Share of the purpose. You wanted a wife's share. Half the whole estate. You wanted Lucy to be as convicted and out of the way for good. Corbett stops weeping. Cross, well, I give you a toast, Miss Corbett. With Mr. Bear's excellent, Mr. Bear's excellent sherry, would be partly ruthless, to be particularly ruthless poisoner. Drinks a yet you know and whole, and partly rather partial female poisoners. Why, only tonight I, grass chokes, wheezes, dies horribly. Guess to any consideration. Bernard, stand back. Here, let me get to him. Cut across. Stephen's not a matter, Brennan. Brennan. This man is dead. Guess we act with shock, gas, dead, etc. Brendan, and for cyanide, if I know anything, cyanide, on that glass of sherry, cyanide, a nurse could get as easy, quite easily. Glass is right beside you, Miss Corbett, and nobody else is near it. Too bad you didn't think it, was, think it as soon as you hoped. But look at you know, we had no body to use against you, but we have now, Miss Corbett. We have won, we have now. I arrest you for the murder of Guardian Cross. Now, close to five months ago, the private author was murdered. Tonight, Mrs. Maria, Maria Corbett pays her life for that crime. The former nurse is the first prostitute protesting innocence. Recent weeks has grown. So I do switch off abruptly. Marie. Oh, Ted Stevens, yes, I'm here, dear. Marie, I thought you might. What did you, what, why did you cut it off for? Steve's her, what do you mean? Marie, the radio. Steve's, well, well, I thought it, you wanted to talk. Marie, poor time. Ted, don't you think I know you better than that? What was on the radio? Steve's, well, there wasn't. Okay, it was about Mrs. Mary Corbett, who goes to chair tonight. Marie, oh. Steve, I don't think you wanted to be reminded. Me, I didn't really. By making such an effort to hide it, but it keeps it alive, doesn't it? Oh, all right, darling. Now, no, what no, I've come to ask. I wanted a cocktail before dinner. Steve's the largest one you got. Really fine. I'll get one out of the ice cubes. Steve's, I know. So I fix up the fire, okay, Marie. The deal. Where are some papers to start it? Marie, right there by the bookcase. Name's not Marie, it's Maggie, because, darling, Marie's dead and gone forever. Stephen puts us on the fireplace. The logs are stacked with paper lit. Cross, oh no, Marie, he never, he never died, neither of us. It was your hand that touched that glass. I know that now. I could I would, could, could return the favour instead. So I ask that you dispatch your husband, this one, like the others. Now, just a little bit of poison in a drink, Marie. Any kind of drink. Stephen footsteps return. Marie, what kind? What kind, Ted? Stephen, hmm. Marie, what kind of cocktails shall we have? Stephen's, oh, any kind, darling. Any kind at all. We just heard of Bernie Cook from John Dixon Carr's famous novel, 